Welcome to Getting Ahead with Career Success, the podcast for The Ohio State University students and alumni from the College of Arts and Sciences. More than resumes, Career Success is your center of opportunity and connections and is a great source for information that will help you pursue your professional aspirations. A special thanks to Buckeye Level sponsors for academic year 2021-2022, Andalin Biosciences, and MedPace. If you're looking for exciting career opportunities, these organizations are hiring now. See our website for more information. If you've interacted with Career Success at all, or if you follow our social media, you're no doubt aware of the Buckeye Advantage. And while you probably know in your gut that being a Buckeye gives you an edge, you may not have specific examples as to why. I talked with career coach Richard Fajardo about the Buckeye Advantage and what it is. Part of coming to a school like Ohio State is that Students have the opportunity to take on different projects, different research experiences, different extracurricular activities, study abroad, various opportunities that might not be available at other universities and colleges. Having that access to not just these resources and opportunities, but also being connected to different alumni and professors and well, their peers as well, because these peers will become alumni who may end up becoming field leaders. In addition to your coursework, your professors, and your internship, volunteer, or work experience, we also highlight key competencies that employers want all employees to be proficient in. The readiness competencies are different ways that people show that they have this ability and they're confident in their ability to do the job. People that wouldn't have these competencies may not really be considered by an employer because really the employer is going to say, hey, you're not ready to work. So there is that sense of like when we call them readiness competencies, the students, the alumni, they're ready to go to work in whatever position, whatever challenge is put in front of them. You may be wondering how we came up with the competencies and how we decided what to include in the list. Regarding the history of how we got the readiness competencies for the Buckeye Advantage, we looked at NACE, which is the National Association of Colleges and Employers. They had a task force in 2015 that was evaluating skills and abilities that employers value most when looking to hire recent graduates. They originally started with the concept of transferable skills, which is a term that you'll hear kicked around a lot and is relevant, but they wanted to go a step further. So going with these readiness competencies, we took their message and related it to the Ohio State community. So what are these competencies? You can see the entire list on go.osu.edu slash Buckeye Advantage. But let's listen in as Richard tells us what they are. You'll see that there are 10 different competencies that we refer to. And in different documents, you'll see them listed. It's not like they're listed in order of which one's most important to the one that's least important. They're all important. It's important to be able to communicate effectively. It's important to be able to work with others. It's important to take the lead. It's important to apply logic. It's important to be productive. It's important to leverage technology. It's important to bridge cultural differences. It's important to own your career. It's important to make contributions. And it's important to embrace diversity. These are different skills that you bring to the table when you go into an interview and you're being considered for a job. The more that you can show that you have these competencies, the more likely that you're going to be hired doesn't mean that everyone's going to have a job offer for you because there's only so many jobs, but you will be ready and you will be in consideration and you will get hired. Now that we have some idea of what's included on the list and why they're important, let's jump into some examples of how you might develop some of these competencies while a student at Ohio State. 
Whether you're taking the lead in a class presentation, leveraging technology in a digital arts project, or bridging cultural differences by attending events at the Center for Languages, Literatures, and Cultures in Haggerty Hall, there are countless ways for you to improve yourself in all these areas. Let's consider the many ways just one event can help you build these competencies. So let's look at an example that I hear a lot of students that come into career coaching appointments talk about. A lot of students are involved with Buckeye Thon, collecting money, raising money for cancer research. And being able to contribute to that particular cause, there's a lot of different experiences that people have by participating in such an event. When they participate in the fundraising itself, I mean, that's a sense of solicitation, sales skills, being able to build up an endowment. That takes some courage for one, but also it, it takes some consistency with messaging. You'll have other people that are doing the event because they're interested in healthcare. Maybe they're going to go into medicine or nursing or something of a similar nature. Being able to participate in an event like this shows that they have a passion for helping people uh, deal with cancer and other medical causes. People may use that as a good way for team building with their extracurricular club or whatever their student organization is. That, that's a great opportunity, again, through making a contribution. And also, just in general, showing that people aren't one-dimensional, that they're not just here to go to class. They're not just here to take tests. They're not just here to write papers. They're here to contribute to the community. Showing that people have that ability and that passion for that, they can take those contributions not only to help the groups that they're serving, but then also to show that they are capable and ready to, to go into the workplace. As we know, the Buckeye Advantage is more than just the competencies. As a Buckeye, you're working towards earning a degree from the best university in the world, meaning your coursework is extensive and robust. As a Buckeye, you're part of a huge network of over 250,000 alumni with alumni association chapters all around the world. That means opportunities to network and connect wherever you are. And as a Buckeye, you've had a chance to participate in over 1,400 student organizations to build and develop competencies and to give back to your community. How do you sum all that up into a concise statement when you're ready to talk with an employer about how you exemplify the Buckeye Advantage? And how do you articulate these competencies in your application materials and conversations? One method that I like to recommend, it's very common in the field. A lot of people talk about the STAR method. I'm pretty sure this isn't the first time on this podcast that this has come up. The STAR method refers to situation, task, actions, and results. So you, you start with the situation. Okay, what's this particular problem? What's the context of it? Okay, what's the initial task that you have to do? All right, now what actions are you going to take to meet those needs? And what are the results? So somebody, let's say, for example, they want to talk about how they took the lead. Uh, there might be something on campus where, hey, uh, we have a, um, we lack an organization for this particular major. So two or three students step up and say, hey, there's all these other clubs for all these other majors on campus. We need one as well. So they see that situation. The task is, okay, well, first they've got to really look at what does it, what are the requirements to be able to start an extracurricular club or some sort of major club at Ohio State. They look into that, and now they have to take in the actions of the other stuff. Okay, well, maybe they have to write up some bylaws. They have to recruit members. They also have to recruit an advisor. It's common knowledge in higher ed that you can't have a club without having a, a faculty or staff advisor to help you out. So by being able to take these actions, they might go and benchmark other schools, maybe even get in contact with other clubs that exist for the same major. 
I know that uh, we talk about our Big Ten rivals, but they're also our Big Ten friends. That they, those might be good resources talking to clubs at those other campuses to get ideas of how to do that. And the end result would be, hey, guess what? Now we have a club for this particular major. Resumes and cover letters are good to talk about because they're related, but they're different. With cover letters, you get to go into more detail about a specific situation or a specific success story that you have, maybe a couple of them. And you're taking whatever experiences that you have, whether it's directly in the field or something that is transferable and shows that you're competent in certain areas that are relevant to that job. And you're telling your story. You're telling your compelling story about, hey, because I took whatever actions and brought this to the table, we ended up with a better result than what we had at the beginning. So the cover letter is your opportunity to go in more detail about a specific story. The resume is where you want to highlight the most important parts of your experiences. Um, I'd like to use the sports analogy of, hey, if you had to create a highlight video, what would you put in the highlight video? Like if it's for football, you're probably not going to put every two-yard run. You're going to put when you're scoring touchdowns. You're going to put when people make ridiculously good catches. You want to have what's most important. So from a resume standpoint, if your success stories are starting that new extracurricular club, maybe it's something where you raised a lot of money for a fundraiser. Uh, maybe it's something where you took on three different research projects with three different professors. You want to be able to talk about those stories. When you talk about those highlights, you don't want to just list general bullet points. I see that sometimes when people don't know what to put on the resume, they might put something like, hey, okay, Starbucks, and then they'll start listing bullet points of greeted customers, mixed coffee drinks, handled cash drawer. And it's like, okay, well, that's very basic. You want to show more than that. You want to show that you're not only somebody that went to the job to do basic skills and you're not just regurgitating what was in the job description, but you're showing that, again, you were able to help the company or your organization be better off than they were before. Uh, a way to do that would be also to quantify. So when you talk about, hey, all right, so you served customers. Okay, how many customers per day did you serve at Starbucks? Okay, so you served, oh, wow, 100 people during your six-hour shift. That's a big deal. That's 100 more than if you didn't list anything or if you never did the job. Um, other things that you might want to quantify is, okay, let's say in the lab, you dis discovered that there was an inefficient process. And because of that inefficiency, work was slowing down. People weren't able to get their lab work done as quickly. But because you were able to address it, now productive, productivity increased by 15%. That's a big deal because we only have finite resources, finite time. If you have these types of accomplishments, you want to be able to quantify it and tell that in your bullet points on the resume. Even though Richard said they're all important, we do see employers highlighting certain competencies again and again. For example, most employers are quick to value the ability to communicate. Employees come from all different backgrounds and areas of the world, and the ability to clearly communicate with coworkers is more important than ever before. Employers truly value employees that can clearly articulate the work they're doing, the needs of their role, and the ways their coworkers can be successful. Richard also shared two competencies he's heard a lot about as well. Um, I think for sure applying logic is definitely important. Something that people don't realize is that, hey, trying to find out the answer to a difficult problem in class, also trying to find out the answer to, hey, how come we don't have this particular resource on campus, maybe somebody is working in student government and they advocate, advocate for the students. Being able to solve that problem, that is something that can carry over into workplace problems. Um, being able to 
to address those needs, address those problems and present solutions. Uh, another example I can think of is leveraging technology because right now the younger generations are at an advantage because they grew up with technology. Some of the people that are in charge of some of these companies did not. So some of them you'll see even with typing, they're not comfortable with it. They might do the hunt and peck, they're typing with their index fingers and that's how they handle it. They hire people to help them with that. Students coming in, have that advantage where they can learn a lot of different applications, whether it's something like, let's say, Microsoft Office or the Google Suite. Some people may take on uh, design tools like Adobe or Canvas, a very user-friendly system now. They can use that to, to help their companies. Um, I can think of also from personal experience, leveraging technology can be helpful because uh, when I was coming through the business world before I joined Ohio State, I was selected for more than one project where we needed to convert data from one database to another. And so basically they needed people that were, let's use the term super user that gets used a lot with GoLive and whether it's medical systems or other stuff, they needed super users to be able to talk through what it is that they're working on and also be able to connect the dots with the system. So having that competency, being able to be familiar and comfortable with technology, being able to take a risk and not be afraid to mess up, that can be really helpful. So using that logic again, using that competency for being able to leverage technology, you can really help a company to solve their problems just by being ready to take on the task. With that in mind, consider highlighting some of the following competencies in your elevator pitch, cover letter, or other application materials. Communication, applying logic, and leveraging technology. A special thanks to our Buckeye level sponsors for academic year 2021-2022, Andalin Biosciences and Medpace. If you're looking for exciting career opportunities, these organizations are hiring. See our website for more information. If you're a student in the College of Arts and Sciences at The Ohio State University, and you're ready to connect with like-minded leaders learning to tackle 21st century challenges, career success provides great opportunities for you. Visit our website, go.osu.edu slash career success. Explore our signature programming and events. Make use of the extensive resources on our website and connect with a career coach to help you with your internship or job search. If you're a professional interested in helping students prepare for their lifetime of opportunity, we'd love to talk with you about presenting during a program or helping out during an event. The Center for Career and Professional Success at The Ohio State University. Communities, connections, career success. Yeah.